Hey friend, it's Denise DT here. Learning how to launch your product or your course is a critical skill in your business that helps you to up-level your income, even in times of uncertainty. My personal launch mentor, Jeff Walker, is about to run a new version of his wildly popular free launch masterclass with bonus training on how to use AI to launch. I watch this every year because it's a game changer for your business, whether you've started or not. Register for free access now at denisedt.com slash PLF. Since I discovered Jeff's process in 2015, I have made millions of dollars from product launches, so I really want you to check it out so you can too. Jeff is a multi-millionaire entrepreneur, a best-selling author, pretty much the inventor of product online launches, and a massive philanthropist, and he's really humble and down-to-earth. I call him the granddaddy of launching. Despite helping thousands of entrepreneurs make over $1 billion in launch revenue over the last couple of years, Jeff is not your typical internet marketer dude. I think you'll really like him and learn a lot from him as we have in my business. Even if you've checked out Jeff or similar training before, or even if you're already making money launching, I promise this workshop will help you up-level your next launch. Learning to launch can completely transform your life and business as it has for mine. So that link to register is denisedt.com slash PLF. Enjoy and good luck if you're in launch mode at the moment. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, gorgeous, it's Denise here. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. Um, I really want to do a big shout out to everyone who's listening to this episode in your car with sleeping kids in the back which I know is not everyone, but a special shout out to you today because I have spent so many hours and hours and hours with sleeping children in the back of my car, you know, working on my business or um, trying to plan things and just a big shout out to you. But also another shout out to anyone listening to this in a cubicle, in um, not in a toilet cubicle, but if you're at your work, if you're at your day job, and you are dreaming of your entrepreneurial pursuits. So big shout out to you, to you as well. But I always love seeing where you are listening to these episodes. So um, post a picture, tag me at Denise DT, and let me know where you're listening to this episode because um, who knows? You could be anywhere. You could be on a road trip somewhere. You could be traveling. Um, you could be on your commute. You could be at home in bed. So I, I want to hear from you. So please tag me. Um, today's episode is about how I'm preparing my family and my business for an extended travel with my family. So we are traveling for four months this year. Um, by the time you listen to this episode, I might be already on the trip. So, you know, definitely follow my stories and stuff like that. Make sure you're on my newsletter as well, because I'll be sending out newsletters about it. Um, DeniseDT.com slash newsletter. You can get all the goss. Um, but I just want to give you some insight into how we've, we've kind of prepped everything 
for this and also the decision making behind it as well because I mean I've seen so many families do this where they take off for an extended period of time and it actually was never really on the cards for me because I <laughs> I don't love traveling with children I let me say so and I'm I don't even consider myself a massive traveler even though I've been all around the world um, I've been to so many different places. I'm, I just don't consider myself a very adventurous person. Most of the time I travel for work or for conferences and then I'm like, yeah, cool. That's good. Let's, let's go see that thing. Um, but I'm not like an intrepid explorer by any means. And the idea of traveling with children, I am so daunted by it. Oh my God. Um, I've had a friend who, you know, did 18 months in a caravan with her three children my my brother and sister-in-law did it with two children around Australia in not even a, a like a caravan they did it in like a pop-up caravan which is like made of canvas and they have to pop it up every time um that is just not me I like my creature comforts I like my own bed I like my own pillow I like having a toilet that works I like long showers I like all of those things so the idea for me of Oh my God, trap. No, I don't think I could do it. Funnily enough, my mom, my mom Vicky, she um, she is a nomad. She is a, um, I, she would hate me calling her a grey nomad because she's only in her early 60s, 62. But um, she lives in a camper van half the time and, lives, and travels around and lives, come and stays with us. When I say half the time, she's probably on the road most of the time. Um, she's got friends in every state around Australia. She's got boyfriends in every state. Um, no. And um, she is that kind of adventurous person too. She gets really itchy feet. She comes and stays with us for a couple of days and then she's like, oh, I'm off to Noosa now and she'll just drive off. But that's not me. And so I preface that with just like, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm even doing that disclaimer, but, you know, just to say, I guess, if you're someone who has never considered doing travel with a family, I get you. I get you. So the reason why this actually came about is, um, so my husband, Mark, is English. Um, we met in England, but we've been living in Australia for about 12 years. And of course, the last couple of years has been really hard to travel back and forth because of the pandemic, um, because of, you know, travel disruptions, all of those things. And so we haven't been able to spend a ton of time with his family and um, his brother's got two um, kids and, you know, we haven't, we just haven't been able to spend that much time over there. Um, but there's never a good time for things like that, right? There's never a good time. Um, but our youngest, Piper, is starting school in February. She's five now. And so we thought, well, if there's ever a good time to travel, you know, that would be it. The other side of it is you might have heard that we sold our beach house um, and we were kind of like, well, if we're ever going to change schools, now's the time to change schools. So it was kind of all of those things converged into going, okay, well, let's let's take some time off and let's go traveling, take the kids out of school. So they're missing term four of school. Willow's in the fourth grade. George is in the fir in first grade and Piper hasn't started school. So we're kind of like, oh, fourth grade and first grade, it's not one of – you know, it's not a super important year that has a lot of exams and a lot of things like that. So um, that would be a good time to do it. Also, because I don't consider, I don't think I'll be a good homeschooling parent. Mark, for sure, would be. And we thought missing term four of those grades is not a deal breaker. You know, they're really good at reading. They're really good at math. They'll be fine. 
Um, and so then we're like, well, cool, this is our time to go traveling. So we're going to be based near Manchester. Um, we're going to have three Airbnbs for about a month each because one of the things I do not like is living out of a suitcase for too long, especially with kids. Um, there's just so much crap that you have to carry around all the time and I did not want to do that. I know people can do it and I actually am a, um, a pretty good traveller. Like I can travel pretty light and my mum is amazing at this. She can go anywhere with just like a little tiny backpack. And I'm not even talking one of those massive big back backpacks. I'm talking like a teeny tiny little backpack, like a fashion backpack. But um, I didn't want to do that. So we've got three MB- Airbnbs for a month at a time and then we're going to do these little little side trips so we can spend time with Mark's family and then we can go um, – we're going to Lapland for Christmas. We're going to Centre Parks and Butlins in the UK. We're going to Paris. We're going to um, Rome. We're going to Cyprus. A few little places like that. But I didn't want it to be like a super crazy trip. So knowing that we're going to be four months away and four months on the road, I did not want this to be a trip where I had to work every day. Because I have done that. I've um, traveled with um, the kids before. I did a a book tour once in America. We were away for like four weeks. And for me, it was just, it was like, why are you all here? Because I still had to work. I still had to be on stage all the time. I had to do heaps of things. And it was just kind of like, why is my family here? This sucks. I hate you guys. (laughs) That sounds really harsh. But I was like, oh, my God. Um, I, I, when I'm traveling for work, I'd just rather be by myself. So I usually go somewhere for a week. I do my thing and I come home. And, and I didn't want this trip to be like that. And I didn't want to have to do a whole bunch of stuff. So I am speaking um, at um, a couple, like I think two or three things. That's it. So I'm um, going to BopCon in January in Florida. I've got my two-day event in Bristol in November. But, um, you know, already requests have come in and I just have to say no because I don't want it to be that. I want it to be um, a fun family core memory. Oh, my gosh, what am I doing? Um, you know, and anyone who's travelled with children knows that it's not always perfect. You know, you have to lower your expectations about it. So I'm under no illusions about the fact that it's going to be a shit show a lot of the time and no one's going to be on their best behaviour and it's, you know, all of those things. Um, but I really want it to be like a memory making event. And so for me, that means really, really simplifying the business um, while I'm away. But obviously, that's that's been a lot of work for us to do the last couple of months to figure out how it's going to happen. So while I'm away, um, obviously, I'll have those events to do. Um, and also, I have to serve people in my money bootcamp community. So if you're already there, you know that we have two live calls at the end of the month. And, um, and, you know, people are in there asking questions. And I'm in there um, during the week. After like eight, nine years, I finally took weekends off answering questions in there. And um, so I'll still be in there. But, you know, I can probably spend an hour in there each day and, you know, answer most things. And I have community managers in there as well. Um, so I'm probably going to try and cut that down to maybe three times a week. And then I'll have my calls at the end of the month. So, that's all I'm going to try and do. I'll keep you updated. I'll do a um, an updated episode probably at the end of the trip to kind of um, score myself in how well that um, that actually happened. But it's a really good opportunity for me as well to, um, 
I don't know, to separate myself a little bit from work at a deeper level and to be more present with my family, to experience some adventures. You know, I found um, when you're in business for so long, especially when you um, tell stories and you speak on stage, I find that you start to tell the same stories again and again because especially when you're a bit of a workaholic like I can tend to be, um, you know, you, you don't then experience life as much because you're just always working and I feel like I just need some freshness you know and I need some adventures that I can then come back and you know put on my podcast (laughs) and speak about on stage um so that's my big intention is just to really have um yeah time off and read lots of books and spend time with my family yeah oh ah! I know it sounds like some people's dream but for me Oh, the idea of of it is a little bit daunting. Yes, I'm privileged, okay, but it is a little bit daunting to think of spending that much time with my family because I'm an introvert. I love a lot of alone time. I, lo- I need time to think and I love working in my business. Um, so it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little bit tricky for me. Okay, so um, I'm going to take a quick break, but I want to tell you about um, all of the things that we did to kind of make this possible, um, really. And this will be helpful for you, I think, if you want to have a baby, if you want to take some time off from your business, if you have to take time off in your business, if you have a chronic illness, if you have caring responsibilities. All of these tips are really things that we kind of should be doing in business anyway, but often we don't unless there is an external event. You know, I, I actually didn't simplify my business or start simplifying my business until I was pregnant with my first baby because I was like, oh, I've got a deadline. Now I have to simplify. Um, But you don't have to wait until something happens for you to do some of these things. Okay, so um, I'll take a quick break and I'll see you in about a minute. Hi, Denise. I'm Laura Cruz, aka the Dream Transition Mentor, and I'm based in the gorgeous town of Ampthill in Bedfordshire in the UK. I help women to build the confident mindset they will need to even start dreaming about the life and business they've always wanted. This is such important work as so many women want to pursue their own business, but lack of money, lack of confidence, imposter syndrome and more is keeping them stuck. It doesn't have to be like that. I've been following you for years and joined Money Bootcamp in January 2022, probably at one of my lowest points financially. I knew that the work I was doing was so powerful, but I just wasn't seeing the results I wanted or needed. Being a member of Money Bootcamp has changed so much for me. I'm calmer about money. I'm more focused with regards to money. I track money and I feel good about money. I've stayed in the room with you and the other boot campers and I can honestly say that life is so different now as a result. Thank you, Denise, for the work that you do. I cannot wait to meet you at your event in Bristol later this year. Okay, welcome back. So here are some of the simplification things that we started to do when we decided to do long-term travel. So um, that was probably about eight months ago that we made that decision. And we just didn't really know what it was going to look like. We're like, okay, we're away for four months. Um, what do we need to do? And these are things you can do at any time, really, at any time. Um, one of the first things is cleaning up money leaks because I thought, okay, if we're away um, – Yes, we'll still have people on payment plans who um, bought one of my courses, but we're probably not going to have a lot of bandwidth to do launches while we're away, and we shouldn't. My God, I've done that before, been on holidays and had to prep for a launch or do a launch, 
And um, we felt like this time as well, we wanted the kids to see us being really present, you know, because I think the last year, especially, we got a little bit out of balance with work, which I hate because obviously, you know, I'm, um, I have books about simplification, all these kind of things, but I'm not immune to getting out of balance either. And definitely 2022 was a very out of balance year for us. And then 2023 was really trying to correct some of those things, but it's sometimes hard to undo some of those things, right? So one of the things for us was how do we clean up money leaks so we, um, you know, we don't have to do big launches while we're away. And that can be things like subscriptions. We had tons of subscriptions that we probably weren't using. Um, just things that maybe we didn't need as much while we we're away. So, for example, we had um, an, a Facebook ads agency that we had a monthly retainer with. And we're like, well, we're not going to really be doing any big launches, so we don't really need to do a lot of that ad spend um, while we we're away. Um, and that also meant simplifying team. You know, so we don't have a massive team for the size of our business. Um, you know, we do about six million a year. And there's Mark and I and our assistant Mel, who are the, um, you know, kind of almost the full timers. And then we have Mara, who's our community manager. Um, but then we had a whole bunch of um, contractors doing different things for us, um, you know, like admin things and marketing things and things like that. And so that's where we kind of had to tighten up a little bit and to go, let's go back to the core team, um, especially for while we're away, make sure that we're serving our customers and serving our community and doing all of those things. But some of these other things might be a little bit nice to have at the moment. Um, so we simplified team a little bit. And that's never fun. It's never fun, um, you know, reducing people's hours or letting people go. Um, but it's just something that we had to do in, you know, in preparation for simplification, really. Um, and again, this could be something that you might need to do if you want to take a break or if you want to prep your business um, to run without you. Sometimes it actually means hiring more people to do things for while you're away. So I have a lot of my courses and things set up, but sometimes if people want to take an extended break, that might mean that you have to like set up a passive course or set up um, you know, some income streams to be able to run without you. And sometimes that actually takes a little bit of um, investment at the start. So then you can take a break. And one of those things for me is um, hiring people to help me batch some things. So then while we're away, we'll have content, we'll have newsletters ready to go, we'll have podcast episodes. So actually, it's kind of a bit of a, um, you know, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. So it's looking at what we um, what we really don't need necessarily, what's nice to have, but what we do need to invest in so then we can take time off, if that makes sense, um, which is really kind of the ne the next big point is batching. I am such an advocate for batching content. So if you don't know what batching means, it just means um, uh, like doing the same thing. Um, I mean, for me, it's I sit in a podcast studio and I'll do 10 episodes of my podcast. I'll batch that thing um, instead of going into the podcast studio week by week. I'll just sit and just do it. So, you know, this the repetitive tasks, especially doing them all in one go. Um, and I'll do the same for social media. I'll sit down and I'll batch out, you know, the Monday goal post where I say, what's your goal? I'll sit and do those in one go. I know it's going to be the same kind of thing every Monday. So you may as well just sit and do them ahead of time. Um, and so obviously for the last couple of months, I've been um, batching a lot of those things, but actually not as much as I would have liked because 
actually the last couple of months, I've had to finish up a lot of projects. So I haven't had as much time for batching. Um, I I had some big chunky things that I needed to to do. So I had a trip to London, a trip to New York. Um, I had um, a Sacred Money Archetypes launch to launch and then deliver the course. So I've pretty much been on countdown of like um, ticking off some really big chunky projects. Um, Rose Farm Retreat as well, sort of going, okay, this is my last one of those. Okay, ticking that off. All right, I'm delivering that project, ticking that off, that I actually haven't had a, a lot of time to batch. So I'm, as recording this episode, we're six weeks away from leaving for four months. And I really, really, again, I want to make sure that I'm not writing that newsletter content week by week. There will be some that I will write in real time because I want to share things, you know, something that I saw um, on holidays, but I want to make sure that I'm not having to do that. Um, And so I've got six weeks now. I've got a Rose Farm Retreat in two weeks. um, And then I'm like, oh, my God, Um, let's batch even more. Okay, so I've I've got that deadline. Now... Um, I've done heaps of episodes about my system for batching, but really it is about um, like, for example, for me, I know that I write heaps of posts about pricing, right? So I can sit down and write five pricing posts and go, okay, I'll do one a month for while I'm away. That's really easy. While I'm in the space of thinking about pricing, it's easy for me to continue that. So when you've got momentum or something, you can just continue. When I was pregnant with my first baby, I batched um, my video content. I got a blow dry every Monday. I would just turn my computer on um, and just record like four or five videos. And it was just so easy just to once I've got hair and makeup, may as well do a couple more, Um, you know, and you can batch a lot of those things, right? Photo shoots, instead of doing one photo shoot, may as well do two photo shoots and get the whole, you know, get it all all done. if I'm, you know, doing videos, may as well do more videos. Um, and that's always been my attitude to stuff while I'm doing it, may as well do more. But it's even better when you have a deadline because then you can go, oh, great. My, you know, my podcast isn't just going to stop. My social media content isn't just going to stop. And some people go, well, maybe it should. Like maybe it's okay to take a break. And that's totally fine. You know, we'll probably, um, there will be some episodes that will be repeats. I'm just warning you now, right? There'll be somewhere I'm like, hey, I, I recorded this a couple of years ago. It's still relevant. Have a listen. Um, there will be some of those that will come up. But I want to be a consistent presence in people's lives. I don't want people to forget about me in four months, which they probably won't. So don't think I'm criticizing anyone who's taken a social media hiatus or a podcast hiatus. Sometimes you just need to take a break and really, really, truly refresh. Sometimes projects need to die and you need a space between it. Um, That's totally fine. But for me, if I can still be top of mind for people, if I still can show up and serve and help and be a consistent presence in your life, I will do that. Um, and so that's why for me, batching is such a great um, way to to make sure I'm still showing up in your life, right? Um, the other thing too is we're going to tighten up a few of our automated things. Um, we send out like three newsletters a week. If you're on my mailing list, you might be like, that's so many. Um, but we want to make sure that each one is useful and um, giving you tips and giving you things that you can take action on. They're not just like, you know, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing three times a week. Um, so we're not sure we're going to do three while we're away. We might do one or two. One might be 
the podcast. One might be something else. But what I found too, and no criticism for my team for this because this is on me too, is that as someone who is the creator in my business, I create the podcast episodes, I create you know a lot of the content, um, I feel like there's this expectation of new, 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 new all the time. Give me more, give me more, give me more. And I've criticized Mark about this in the past where he's like, you need to record this. And I'm like, no, I've recorded thousands of hours on that. Go repurpose something. And so I'm really pushing my team to go, what have I already created? What have we just not gotten juice out of? And so there's so much juice in what you've already created. You know, go look on your computer, go look on your um, drafts folder, go look in your draft blog folder, go look in your on your phone and see what videos that you've created that you can repurpose. And so we're really looking at um, some of our old articles, some of our old podcast episodes, things that might not have gotten traction at the time because we didn't tell people about them. You know, sometimes it's a busy week for people and they just don't see. Sometimes there's something big happening in the world and no one listens to your podcast that week. Well, we're going to re like repurpose that and say, hey, you might have missed this episode. Listen to it now. There's nothing wrong with um, repurposing that and reusing things because a lot of people miss things and they don't see it or there's just juicy nuggets in there that you might not have seen. Um, The other big thing for me is um, not only making sure I'm getting the juice out of things, but I've had to say no to a lot of things. And this can be really hard for some people. It's definitely hard for me because I just assume I can do everything. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, sure, pile that on. I will just manipulate time and space to make that happen. What is time? And some of that is um, I have ADHD. So I I do really struggle to come up with timeframes for things. I can work very well under pressure. I can get an enormous amount of work done under pressure. So I'm just like, yeah, what is time? Whatever. But there's a couple of things that I've had to let go of this year that were passion projects for me or things that I felt like we needed to do, but I had to admit defeat and it actually felt really empowering. So one of those things was I was working on a book this year and God, you might be sick of me talking about this book. I'm sick of me talking about this book. Um, My memoir about getting married 87 times, it's a whole thing. Um, I hired, um, uh, I I bought a, a course, I was in a a mentorship program where we had to hand in um, stuff every month. I hired a coach, a writing coach that I had to speak to every week this year. And actually I was supposed to hand in a draft by um, September, literally the day before we were about to leave on this trip. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I can do it. I can do it on top of everything else. I'll write in airports. I'll write in, I'll, I'll just make it happen. And a couple of months ago I went, I can make this happen, but I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing not to spend the next couple of months when the kids are changing schools, when we're moving house, selling a house, um, you know, doing all these things. I'm choosing not to because what I realized as well is it was always hanging over me because when you're a writer, you can always write more. There's never any end point. There's never a point where you go, oh, that's done. That's perfect. Tick. You, you could always think, I could always add another sentence. I could always manipulate that. And so even though I had to hand in like one chapter a week to my coach, it just hung over me the whole week. And I went, it's just not the time to do this. Um, And I know that time will come, hopefully next year, but it felt so good to do it from a place of um, knowing that I could, but knowing that I didn't want to. It was like this whole level of empowerment for me of going, wow. 
and and also not feeling bad about um, saying that I couldn't make it. Actually, that's a lie. I did feel about it a bit about it for a bit because I think, oh, all those losers that that go, oh, I can't do it, and I was like. I don't want to be that person. I always want to be the person who goes, yes, I will do it. I've made a commitment. I'll make it happen. But to be able to go, it's actually just not working for me at the moment in my life. I know it will come next year. This is not an excuse. I'm not being a loser. I'm not, you know, I just literally can't do it right now. And I'm choosing not to. It felt really good. It felt so, so, so good to do that. Um, and I think there was a couple of other things like that. There was, I was supposed to do some filming um, and I just went, wow, I totally could, you know, I could literally turn up and just speak and make some great videos. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. So we killed that project too. And you know what? Sometimes when you kill projects, it costs you money. You know, sometimes you lose deposits, you lose things, but it feels so good to make space. And, um, so I'm urging you, if you know that you want to create some space to you know, go traveling, have a baby or expand your family or take some time off or you have to, as I said, because you have um, limited time or energy or you want to care or you have to care for somebody, making space and saying no is is going to be so empowering. Um, and that could be hard sometimes. You know, I've had a lot of podcast interview requests come up. I've had speaking requests and I've just had to say to people, um, hey, can we pick this up next year? Can we pick this up next year? Can we pick this up next year? And some of that too is because I feel like after traveling for four months, I I feel like I'm just going to be a completely different person because experiences do shift and change. And also I've just had a really big year. I've um, moved house and I'm like, I just want to have some spaciousness. That also meant um, that I um, canceled. I had my next Rose Farm retreat booked in for February and I canceled that. And I said to people, I don't know the next date. So, you know, you can come on this one in August or that might be it for a while. I don't know. It just felt really good to not have that commitment um, and just keeping that open space and just going, I don't know, I'm, I'm allowing the next phase to come into play. Um, the last part of prep too has been house prep and um, my sister's babysitting our dogs and house sitting and that you know, that feels really weird too. Cause I'm like, Oh, they're my babies. I'm going to miss my babies. Um, and I'm sure my sister, she doesn't listen to my podcast, but I'm sure she'll take care of them. But there's little things at home too of going, Oh, we don't need six streaming services while we're away. Um, you know, Oh, uh, we don't need the highest mobile, um, plan, you know? And so there's some little life admin things too, of going, um, what do we need? What do we need in our lives? And even like I've been doing a lot of decluttering, like physical decluttering and going and some of it's the age of my kids right because we've just finished um autumn and winter in Australia we're going to autumn and winter in the UK and I'm like oh they don't need this shirt because it won't fit them next year and that has felt really good shedding things as well and I think that's always really important if you're about to do a big life change is what can I shed what's not coming on this journey for me and even if you're like trying to open up space of going, I really want to manifest the money to do it. Sometimes the decluttering creates space for the money to come in for that next thing. It really does. Um, and I've done that many times in the past where I've gone, I really want to go to this conference. I don't have the money yet for it. But I'll start cleaning out my calendar and saying to people, hey, I can't come to that event because I'm going to be in New York. Even though the money hasn't come for new, the New York trip, I'm like, I'm creating space for it. So... Um, 
you know, cleaning out your calendar, cleaning out your commitments, cleaning up your entanglements, cleaning up those money leaks. All of those things can be um, great manifesting tools to create the space and to create the space for the money to come in for it. So, um, yeah, so that's that's our uh, – it's so funny because some people might go, wow, that's really inspiring that you're taking this time off. But other people might be going, wow, you've really gone at it from a v- real Virgo <laughs> point of view. Because people who have asked me, oh, you're really excited about traveling for four months? And I go, I w- probably won't be excited until the day before or I probably won't be excited until I'm at the airport because there's so much for me to do. And um, I'm just trying to get, you know, tick things off between now and then. But all of those things are in service of me then having a good time in the present moment. Even though I'm not super excited about it now, um, I I know I'm all of these things I'm doing are in service of that and will be such a great gift for our family to be able to do it. So I, I would love to um, hear from you if that's inspired you to maybe take a leap or take some time or to do some practical stuff for you to be able to take some extended time off your business. Um, and if you have any questions about what that looks like, also let us know because that could be really good for an upcoming episode. Um, but also um, newsletter content while I'm away because I, I will be writing a few things and I will be sharing things as well, probably to get away from my family. I'll be like, guys, I've got to go do a video. Um, okay, so um, I have gone a little bit over today, but I still come back um for my final thought after this last break. I'll see you in a sec. Hey, gorgeous. My name is Aude Charot and I live in France near Paris. I'm a feng shui expert. I joined the Money Bootcamp in January and at the time I didn't think I had many money blocks. But that was before. Since then, I've been working every day on them and I've also started using EFT daily. Thank you, Denise, for the variable insights that are profoundly changing my chipreneur mindset. Hey, and welcome back. So I was looking for quotes because I love sharing quotes. um, And I was like, oh, I'll find some quotes about um, travel and adventure. But instead, I found all these hilarious quotes um, that really sum up, I think, my trepidation about traveling with my kids. Oh, can I just say, I should have mentioned this. I'm actually bringing my mom and my nanny on this trip, as well as Mark, obviously my husband. And then when we're there, Mark's mom and auntie love our kids to death. But that just shows how scared still I am about traveling with kids and spending 24-7 with them, even though I'm going to have all this help. Um, So there's a couple of really funny quotes that um, sum this up. Chevy Chevy Chase said, there's no vacation from being a parent. And that's so true. Um, uh, Robert Benchley said, in America, there were two classes of travel, first class and with children. (laughs) But this is a nice one. Kevin Kevin Heath says, in the end, kids won't remember the fancy toys or game you brought them. They will remember the time you spent with them. And that actually brings a tear to my eye because I really hope they do remember this as a trip that, um, you know, we spent so much time together as a family. And um, if you've got any tips on that, please let me know. In my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a travel diary for each kid. They're going to put stickers in it and I'm going to make them write reviews of places. Um, Who knows how long that will happen. And also I'm like, I'm not going to buy them souvenirs everywhere. They can get a sticker or they can get a pin that they can put on their backpack. Who knows if that is going to work. Um, But the last one um, from Ernest Hemingway, he said, never go on trips with anyone you do not love. So anyway, that's going to be super, super fun. I can't wait to share all of the insights with you. 
about our trip, please make sure you're following me on social media. So especially Instagram, I always post reels and stories behind the scenes. My handle for that is at Denise DT. Um, so please make sure you're following me. Make sure you're on my newsletter list, denisedt.com slash newsletter. Um, so you can get those updates as well, because I will be sharing the good, the bad and the ugly about long-term travel with your children and your family as an introvert. All right, my lovelies. Well, I will see you on next week's episode of Chill and Prosper. Take care. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.